in three, in two, in one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for sitting down with me today for this podcast. I appreciate it. And what's the story behind the mic today? We're going to talk about Freddie Mac's unacceptable appraisal practices, specifically number seven. But we're not going to look at it from a standpoint of a penalty. We're going to look at it from a standpoint of an opportunity. Now, what we mean by an opportunity is simply, okay, if you understand what it is and therefore are able to avoid it, you're not going to find yourself in trouble with Freddie Mac over one of its unacceptable appraisal practices. There are 10 of them. We're going to concentrate specifically on number seven. Remember, these are a lot like Fannie Mae's unacceptable appraisal practices, but these are specifically for Freddie Mac, so you need to be aware of both of them. Now, this is what it says. This is number seven in its entirety, and it says, the use of inordinate adjustments for differences between the subject property and the comparable sales that do not reflect the market's reaction to such differences or the failure to make proper adjustments when they are necessary. So what Freddie is saying here is you're going to use adjustments, but they should not be inordinate. In other words, there should not be too many of them. They should not be too large. They should not be too small. And indeed, they need to recognize the market's reaction to those differences. And then again, don't make an adjustment when one isn't necessary, but then make an adjustment when one is necessary. That's basically all it means. Here's something to consider. Don't make adjustments when they're not necessary. Make adjustments when they are. Making adjustments that are too large or too small is not what Freddie Mac wants to see. That's not what Fannie Mae wants to see either. It's important to understand that it's necessary to support adjustments. That support's got to be somewhere in the report, and it must be in the work file. And then remember, zero is an adjustment, and not making an adjustment has to have as much support in the work file, ideally in the report, as making one does. Think about this. A common comment in reports is that even though the appraiser has market support for an increasing market, in other words, for a time adjustment, there's no adjustment for market changes over the last three months. Very common to find this in appraisal reports. Not only is this misleading, but it's misleading because it implies the market stopped increasing three months ago, despite the fact that it has been so hot and days on market are sometimes literally measured in single digits. So that's an inconsistency appraisers are well advised to avoid. It's true, markets will not increase forever. But for a market just to shut down implies the presence of an external obsolescence factor. If the appraiser doesn't explain this factor and what caused it, then the appraisal's incomplete and may not be reliable. Now, just so you'll know, all of the GSEs are getting all excited about appraisals being reliable, reproducible, and accurate, not merely credible. So it's important that the appraisal, the conclusions, the adjustments, etc. be reliable. 
unless the appraisal report explained why that increase suddenly stopped three months ago. That lack of explanation could be misleading in the sense that it appears that the appraiser is concealing relevant facts, which is part of USPAP's definition of misleading. When it comes to making an adjustment, here are some comments in the Freddie Mac Seller Service Guide. Now, these are outside of the 10 unacceptable appraisal practices themselves, but it's wise to know them. And these are random quotes. Adjustments to the comparables must be made for special or creative financing or sales concessions, not an explanation that they're common in a particular market, but rather an adjustment must be made. Here's another quote. The appraiser must make appropriate adjustments, neither too big nor too small, nor fail to make one when one's necessary, and make one when one isn't necessary. Here's another quote. When differences in utilities exist between the subject property and the comparable sales, any adjustments or lack of adjustments made to the comparable sales for significant differences must be explained in the comments area or in an attached addendum. Another quote. When differences in site size exist between the subject property and the comparable sales, any adjustments or lack of adjustments made to the comparable sales for significant differences must be explained in the comments area or on an attached addendum, and the appraiser must explain the effects these differences have on the subject property's value or marketability. That's the end of those quotes. Let me keep reiterating this. When an appraiser avoids these unacceptable appraisal practices as Freddie Mac sends them out, this is what the appraiser does not need to worry about. In other words, this is the upside about not engaging in those unacceptable appraisal practices. The appraiser is not going to have any trouble with the word misleading, which USPAP defines as intentionally or unintentionally misrepresenting, misstating, or concealing relevant facts or conclusions. In other words, to adjust or not, when one is necessary or not, is potentially misleading. Another one, issues with physical characteristics. If the market calls for an adjustment for these, make it. If it doesn't, don't. But what's important is to have support for that adjustment. Remember what we said about zero is an adjustment too? And then summarize the support and the logic behind the adjustment, ideally in the report, but most definitely in the work file, and keep the details of those adjustments in that work file. Here's another one, issues with relevant characteristics. This has to do with more than marketability and market value, but the subject's relevant characteristics must be clear in order to compare them with those of the comps and to adjust for those differences when such an adjustment is necessary. Again, to fail to do so leads us back to the definition of misleading. There are issues with scope of work we'd really like to avoid. Per USPAP, the appraiser must design and then execute a scope of work to arrive at a value conclusion credibly. The appraiser has improperly designed and executed this scope of work if the appraiser's analyses of the subject property 
and its legal characteristics as well as those of the comps do not result in a credible value conclusion. Let's avoid issues with the competency rule. This makes it clear the appraiser must be competent to complete an assignment credibly when before agreeing to accept the assignment. Competency means not only knowing when to make an adjustment, it also means the appraiser understands how to derive that adjustment from market data, as well as how to explain the adjustment in a logical and persuasive manner. How about avoiding issues with the record-keeping rule? Granted, this is a bit tenuous. If there is not a specific adjustment when there should have been, then there is no record of the adjustment the appraiser should have made but didn't. Therefore, the appraiser has omitted from the work file the support for that adjustment the appraiser should have made. In other words, the appraiser guessed at the adjustment. And remember, when you guess, there's no support for the adjustment. How about we consider Standard Rule 1-1B and C, which make it clear that an appraiser should avoid committing, quote, a substantial error of omission or commission that substantially affects an appraisal, unquote. The appraiser should also avoid rendering appraisal services in a careless or negligent manner that affects the credibility of the assignment results. So basically, there you have it. Freddie Mac makes an issue of unacceptable appraisal practices. This is so the appraiser knows what those are, therefore can avoid them. There are 10 of these practices, but we covered only one in this podcast. That's because all 10 of them are basically a variation on a theme. Since Freddie Mac writes the Seller Servicer Guide for lenders, not us appraisers, it's important to understand why these practices are unacceptable. And this is why. This is a quote right out of the Seller Servicer Guide. Quote, Evidence of any of the practices listed in this section will be a breach of seller's warranty as to the professional quality of the appraisal. So the seller, the lender, must warrant to Fannie Mae that the appraisals are reliable, reproducible, accurate, and credible. The seller has to warranty the professional quality of the appraisal and the appraisal report. Now, that's about it. We've talked about those unacceptable appraisal practices. Not to say, oh, these are horrible. You're terrible if you do them, but rather to say, if you avoid them, life is going to look, quite frankly, a whole lot sweeter. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If I can ever help you, please get in touch with me. My email address is tim I'm here to help. I'm glad to help. It will be an honor to work with you. It will be a pleasure to meet you. Please let me extend my best to both you and your family. And we're clear. Oh, but I forgot. Are your professional fees high enough?